Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to MBS Fitness Radio, where we share stories of health and fitness success and valuable information to help you, our listeners, along your health and fitness journey. And I have an amazing story for you today. I have Allie Crumpton on the podcast. She joined MBS Fitness in February of this year, 2022, and she's had an amazing progression, transformation. She's lost, lost over 70 pounds of body fat. Um, she's really transformed her body, her fitness. Uh, she's reversed PCOS, um, and overcome some kind of, um, mental struggles, uh, as a result from a, a tough relationship. So her story is a great one to share because I think a lot of people can, can uh, relate to some of the stuff that she's gone through. So without further ado, let's hear Allie Crumpton's story. Get ready for a no BS approach to health and fitness. This is NBS Fitness Radio. All right. I want to welcome Allie Crumpton to the NBS Fitness Radio podcast. Allie has been a member at NBS Fitness for how long? Um, since February. Awesome. This cool. year, actually. So coming up on almost a year. Almost. All right. Uh, and Allie has a really awesome story. She's uh, has some great progress. And as... Um, you know, our foundation for the podcast is to share stories of fitness success. Well, you have an amazing story to, sh to share. So first is kind of lay the framework, which was kind of your background with health and fitness prior to coming to MBS Fitness. Um, I've always been in sports. I was always that child. My brother went straight into like um, guitar and art, and I was always in soccer and basketball. So I grew up in soccer. I played soccer for 14 years. Um, so all the way through high school, actually, it was just soccer, Riddle. literally soccer. Okay. Um, so college, competitive ball yeah. and, and school ball. Yes. Okay. All of the above. All yeah. the rec leagues, all that. I was there. Okay. Yeah, got it. <laughs> literally. But that's pretty much the only background that I actually had in like fitness. Did y'all do any weight training? Um, it was mostly just like on field. Yeah. No, not, not a lot of weight training, actually. Well, kind of, let me ask you this then. What was kind of like your, what was your relationship with like the thought of exercise and your body like in, in high school or like as a soccer player? I had to do it. That's kind of, I went into it saying this is something I'm supposed to do. Um, and I, it was just always there. Like uh, two days in the summer, um, I had to go there. And so like. What, what do you say had? Like, like, um, like internally, like I feel. Like, I want to go there so bad, I feel like I have to do it? Or do you feel like there's outside pressure? Like There was definitely outside pressure. I was okay. expected to be there. Um, and so I guess I kind of had, like, a negative relationship mm, yeah. with just health and fitness growing up. I was expected to perform a certain way. Um, and so leading into, like, college, I stopped because okay. I didn't have that outside pressure anymore and started kind of putting that on the back burner for sure. Got it. So you're kind of, like, released from, like, that uh, – one, well, then actually, this where's the pressure coming from? Is like paternal, like peer pressure, like, um, I want to say it was like you know, my parents and my team, it was like those expectations, like, oh, Allie's, Allie's in goal, she's got to perform, like, mm. that's kind of how it was. Yeah. Um, but I definitely put a lot of that, I think I just, I it wasn't translated properly, I guess, for me, like, I put a lot of that pressure on myself got it to be perfect so so then coming out of high school you kind of like released from this pressure yeah. and you're I, mean, I see this happen 
I see, I've seen it happen. Freshman fifteen. Yeah, our parents like woohoo. Yeah, like this is nice. I can like I can sleep in. I go to class whenever I want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the student union. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chick Fil A. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> I told you. Okay. So coming out of high school, you going to college. Did you just like stop completely? Or were you doing any type of um, recreational stuff at that time? I wasn't doing any recreational. I had um, expected to play ball okay. for Mississippi State. Uh, um, okay. But junior year of high school, I actually um, was injured pretty badly on the soccer field over in UNC. Um, it was like a rainy day. And, you know, when you're on the field, everything is like super slippery. And the ball went flying and the girl came with it. And we collided um, knocked me out, put me in the emergency room, sprayed my neck, got a concussion, haven't oh, been released since. So after that, you, kinda, so that was your junior year. That was my junior year of high school. high school. And so that was the year before the, um, scouts were able to contact us oh. for, and they didn't release you to go back and play soccer. Nope. Because they said when I stopped having those migraines, that's when I was able to, and I never really did. So that kind of took the soccer career off the books for me. And so the pressure was gone, and so in college, I just were you, well, stopped. Were you able to do anything senior year? No. I was, like, practicing with them, but I wasn't actually able to play the games. Oh, wow. Oh, that's rough. Okay. Um, <laughs> that's tough. So, um, I was their number one fan. <laughs> yeah. best, best, yes. best team chiller. Um Okay, so then you go um, in, into college and kind of what, tell me kind of what college is like from a health and fitness standpoint and then kind of into your early 20s. Um, it was so intimidating because at Mississippi State, they have this like great like gym, you know, mm-hmm. they've got the basketball court, they've got the track that goes around the top, they've got all the free weights, the machines, but you walk in there and you have no idea mm, yeah, yeah. what to do. And so coming, a bunch of people in there too. There's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. A lot of college and a little freshman, you yeah. know, walking in there like, Oh, I'm, I'm here. And I have no idea like what I'm looking at or who to talk to or to who to ask for help. Yeah. So I stuck with the running around campus. So I didn't okay. even go back to the gym. Like okay. this is not for me. <laughs> and so I went back to running around the campus and, um, which was nice, but when you're doing that like by yourself and you don't have um, anything to work towards, so I didn't have those soccer games um, or that type of like performance pressure to live up to, I just was running around. Did, did you can I mean, did you keep running or did it kind of like fall off at, at, throughout college? It fell off. Okay. It fell off. Um, my third year of college, I transferred back here to okay. Memphis and, um, I, I mean, it was the same thing. Um, moved back in with my parents for a little bit and then moved back out. And so there was a lot, all these different like life changes yeah. going on. And um, it just, the running, the gyms. I I think I gave Planet Fitness a lot of my money monthly. <laughs> <laughs> Never showed up. That's, that's their business model. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, so talk to me. So then, um, I just kind of, kind of had a, a couple of like hard things happen happen with um, with the soccer injury. Mm-hmm. Um, then you went through some relationship struggles. Right. Kind of, uh, are you willing to kind of share some of that and how that impacted your health and fitness? Yeah. So um, I am a self diagnosed people pleaser. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm a recovering people pleaser actually. And, um, my love language is acts of service. Okay. And so I do everything for everybody at all times. I want to, yeah. um, 
So in my relationships, I pour everything into the other person and I don't do anything for myself. And so I um, have been through a marriage and in that marriage, I was constantly, it was the other person. It, it. I never focused on myself. Yeah. Um, and my health definitely was put on the back burner. And at that point, I had been diagnosed with PCOS. Right. Um, didn't understand it at all. Had no idea what I was doing. All I know was a lot of women had struggled with yeah. losing weight with PCOS, but no one knows what to do at that point. Um, so I... Because I was so focused on, you know, the other person, I never seeked help for myself. And I was constantly looking to, um, I don't, I don't know, just make his life better. It's Mm -hmm. like, how, how can I make his life better and not myself? And so I always invested into other people and never actually invested into myself. Okay. So what, man, it's like within that relationship, was there ever like discussions of health and fitness? Like what was like y'all's kind of view, views on that? Was there a desire to, or just kind of like, that's not who we are and that's not what we do or. It kind of like time just got away. Like, so it was a six year relationship. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, he was really big into softball. And so a lot of that time was spent into the softball. And at that point, he's doing competitive softball. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like his number one fan, you know, I'm like there at all the softball fields and, but at softball fields, like they don't offer healthy options for food, you know, like corn dogs um, and popcorn and Coke literally. And I mean, <laughs> Gatorade where it's got like electrolytes, it's super high in sugar. And you know, that's all that you have. So, yeah. um, health and fitness for me was never talked about. Yeah. Um, now for him, it was like, uh, yeah, yeah he had his games to work towards. He, um, had that performance, you know, that expectations, that pressure to be put on, but I never put that pressure on myself. Yeah. I mean, so there was, so I guess, was there a, like a desire, like I want to go work out or just kind of like, like there was, or was, was there any awareness of like your health and fitness like throughout that time? Um, for me, yes. Um, the awareness that I was gaining weight Okay, and my clothes were a lot tighter. And so that was like your, your, your metric was like, I put, like, I'm putting these clothes on, they feel a little tired. I'm going to go, oop, like I yeah, a few pounds. Yeah, and, like, there. I see myself in the mirror every single day, so I don't yeah. really see that change. Right. But when I look at pictures and um, I see that, like, oh, like, this time last year versus this time, you know, this last picture I had at this Thanksgiving, like, I'm like, wow, I've, I've gone round. Like, my face um, doesn't look like the same person at all. And yeah. so when I saw that, and so I think my heaviest was 270 pounds. And so when I was like, oh my gosh, I'm pushing 300 pounds. That's when I was like, this is, this is a lot. That was the trigger of like, uh oh, uh oh. Like, yeah. I've had, this is the thing that makes me go, oh, I need to stop. Or, you know, that was the the awareness moment of like, oh. Yeah. And and the rate, the rate at which it was increasing, it was kind of a lot. And um, as I was figuring some stuff out within that relationship, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't need to you know, put up with this. Mm -hmm. I need to start choosing myself over other people and, um, investing in myself and actually uh, caring Mm -hmm. about myself, I guess. I was like, this is something that, that falls into it, the, the health and the wellness. So, so tell me a little bit more about the PCOS one kind of like, what is it for anyone who doesn't know? Um, PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. And so it's, um, kind of it's a very difficult condition to understand even from someone who has it and who's been diagnosed 
Um, a lot of times, um, you know, the OBs, they'll say, okay, they'll put you on like birth control or something like very like hormone therapy or something. They'll kind of send you off. So I've been on, or I was on medication for about a decade, I think. And all it was, was just like some hormone therapy and some, um, some other, some other stuff, but, um, it is a type of insulin resistance. Um, it can create, uh, cysts on ovaries, um, which can be very painful, mm-hmm. especially when they rupture. Yep. Um, and they can also cause, um, lots of other problems. Gotcha. Leading on. So, um, I guess, how did you, what were kind of the, some of the symptoms that you were experiencing that, that like led you to kind of like seek a diagnosis? Of that. Um, lots of pain in the abdomen, okay. just super uncomfortable. Yep. Um, I, when I kind of realized like it was back in college when I was actually diagnosed and, okay. um, I had some blood work done and she was like, yeah, your hormones, like all this kind of stuff looks, looks kind of odd. Um, so I'm just going to throw you in on some like, you know, birth control Got it. and we'll go from there. Yep. And I was like, okay, this is great. And so that itself isn't great when it comes to like gaining weight. Yeah, so yeah. those types of medications will pack the pounds on so fast mm-hmm. and, after I stopped that and actually started like, you know, getting outside more and moving around, that's when things started to kind of fall in place. Got it. So, um, with regards to like, like your, your health and fitness, like how does PCOS like impact all of that? Um, I have to look at food a little bit differently. Yeah. So the types of sugar that I focus on is a little different. So I'm, I'm less, I go less towards like, processed foods obviously yep. like so it's, it's a little more um organic and so i'm you know the chicken the salmon um but i'm a little less on fruits um and i have to be careful the kinds of starches that i'm yep. actually eating and so after focusing more on that and the types of sugars that i was consuming uh, my i'm like no longer pre-diabetic like my blood sugar is like dropped and everything's really leveled out which That's is awesome great so, and so, yeah, I'd like to kind of explore that a little bit more because what, what I find has happened, um, is, is common to happen in people is they make it a diagnosis, and I've seen this happen in multiple women with PCOS. Mm-hmm. They'll get a diagnosis of that, or it could be something else. <clears throat> and then that kind of becomes like the justification for all negative health outcomes. Right. You know, they, 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 they tend to kind of like find this identity in it. Mm-hmm. And then just kind of like that's their that's their scapegoat for everything. Yeah, I'm just I got PCOS and so like you know, I'm I'm having trouble losing weight or yeah. I got PCOS and um, oh I definitely did that. Yeah. I mean it was it was easy. Yeah, I mean no one wants to take the hard way out. They yeah. want to find something easy. They want to find that comfort and they are given that diagnosis and they're like oh this is why I feel this way. Yeah. So I'm gonna sit in it. Yeah, and I'm gonna continue because I don't want to change it. Like there's a reason I'm feeling this way and we're just gonna that's it. But. I mean, it was hard. Like I did a lot of research myself on um, trying to figure out like what types of meals were PCOS friendly and all this kind of stuff. But honestly, like it was just, it's the basics. It's like, just get food that's grown from the ground. Like don't get the, the trans fat, all that kind of stuff. This actual food. Yeah. 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 Like eat your fruits, eat your veggies, but just be careful with the the sugar that you intake. Which, which, I mean, it was what, a is a good uh, framework for all people, regardless of your right <laughs> your health status. Right. Um, but but it, 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 in in an individual with PCOS, it's it's the impacts of intelligent 
good choices mm -hmm. versus poor choices from a nutritional standpoint are just more um, pronounced. Right. It's like if you don't have PCOS, you may not, you're obviously not going to feel great or be super healthy if you're consuming right. a bunch of like processed sugars, <clears throat> but someone with PCOS is going to experience those negative effects at a higher magnitude. Right. I ate lean cuisines for the longest time and was like, I was like, oh, you know, um, calorie deficit. That's all it is. You know, just a calorie deficit. And so I was eating the lean cuisines. I was like the um, healthy, smart meals, like yep. popping them in the microwave for like four minutes. Yep. And I was not getting any progress <laughs> eating those whatsoever. Is there, um, it, so do they know the cause of PCOS? At all? Um, some say it's genetic. I don't really think they know where okay. it's coming from. Um, it's definitely reversible as yeah. far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, Which would make sense if it's a insulin sensitivity. Yeah. <laughs> much That's like definitely part of it. Yeah. Much like, you know, type two diabetes is like you can change right. the sensitivity of your insulin receptors through nutritional change. Right. Which is definitely one of my goals from the very beginning. Talking to Jesse, I was like, listen, this is what I got. I'm trying to figure it out. So when did you like have that switch from like identifying as like uh, or kind of finding your identity in that like PCOS and using that as kind of like an excuse to go in like no like I can this is just this is something I can't overcome. Honestly, when I started seeing results, okay, yeah, that's really what like when I was like oh okay like the scales in a in a you know downward trend like this is this is doable. Um, and then it just kept going, and I was like, this is great. Like, I think I'm figuring it out. But, I mean, and it's not, like, just straight down, you well, know. Yeah. I mean, there's obvious, you know, influxes, yeah. but. But it's kind of like like knowing, like, oh, I'm seeing the results of my actions, so yeah. I know that this is, and that just kind of empowered you to continue right. to move forward. Okay. So, okay, what was, like, the like the final trigger and like what was kind of like that initial step? What was the thing that made you go, like, all right, I'm starting today, and what did you do? Um, it was definitely when I decided like, I, like I need out of this marriage, like okay. I need a divorce, um, which is a really hard decision to make in the first place 100%. because it's so like marriage these days is idolized. Like you have to get married. You have to do life a certain way. Um, you have to be, oh, you know, you have to be keto. You have to do this. You have to do that. Like it's, everyone does it. You got to do it. So when I, like a lot of things went on in the marriage that just both me and him, we were both in a very unhealthy place in our lives. Um, I was like, you know what? Like I can't pour into others if I'm empty myself. Yeah. And so I was like, I have to start focusing on myself. I have to stop the people pleasing, yeah. um, choose myself, decide how, when, with whom that I need to do this with, you yeah. know, but I need to get help. And so Reached out to Cheyenne. Okay. Um, we were, we've been friends for a little while. But reached out to her. Or she reached out to me, actually. I was like, hey, like, getting out a little SOS with, like, my Snapchat or something like uh, that. Yeah. I was like, hey, um, kind of hit a plateau here. Don't really know what to do. Like, you know, has anyone done anything, like, any recommendations? And she was like, hey, come try out NBS. Awesome. My and I was like, okay, great. So. Okay, so, but you had lost a pretty di uh, big chunk of weight. Um, prior yeah. to joining MBS. So what'd you do during that period? Um, I just started moving more, <laughs> honestly. And I started working on my happiness. Okay. So I was like, you know what? I am never going to be happy with, if I lose weight, if I, you know, look a certain way, I'm never going to be happy if I'm not happy with myself right now. 
So I really started focusing on, on myself in the moment, 270 pounds. I was like, you know what? No, I'm going to spend more time with myself. I'm going to date myself. Like we're going to do this. And so, um, as that happened, I did, you know, I was trying to eat better. Um, doing a little, that's when I was doing the research for the PCOS, like trying to eat cleaner. Um, taking my dog for walks, um, went to Herb Parsons on some, uh, little hikes here and there. Um, found some friends to go around like, you know, Shelby Farms just to walk, literally just walking more. Just, just walking more, just being more just active. moving more. And you had, and that you made, dinner. and where, is this when you were eating kind of the, the, the lean cuisines and everything? Yeah. Okay. So, um, what was your diet before that? Um, Cheap and fast. Okay, so you're kind of going from, like... Inconvenient. Yeah, yeah, like fast food type stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you're going kind of fast food, like very high, highly processed, very high caloric yes. stuff to, like, still pretty highly processed, but less calories. Yeah. And then exercising and, like, starting to just be more active and get yeah. out there. Yeah, okay. and I wasn't really, like, I tried, I think I... I did it all really fast at first. Yeah. I was like, you know, I'm going to do the MyFitnessPal. I'm going to do this. I'm yeah. going to track my calories. But I had no idea, like, exactly what I needed to be eating. I yeah. had no idea what my caloric intake should be. Right. Um, <clears throat> you know, did the little, like, um, MyFitnessPal, like, test at the beginning. And it was like, hey, what's your activity level? Yeah. How many pounds a week do you want to lose? And it was like, oh, well, the most, of course. Like, <laughs> why not? Yeah, right, right. And so I think it hit me at, like, um, like 1400 calories a day. And I was like 270 pounds. Absolutely not. Like, I mean, I wasn't a small girl. I needed to eat, you know, yeah, like yeah. that was just gonna, that's that did just you wasn't eat healthy. that for any period of time. Yeah, or? I did. Okay. Yeah. And I was hungry. Yeah. So, so and then what happened? Cause this is something I've been talking about a lot. Um, so uh, you were binge. eating 1400. Yeah. Binge. Like how, how long could you go? At the 1400 before you'd, you'd binge? Like four days. <clears throat> okay. Like not, I mean, it was like 1400 calories a day. And then I was like, no, this is it. And it was always like, and at that point I was living by myself. Like when you go from, you know, being with somebody for six years and then suddenly you're by yourself. Yep. And so I've gotten my feelings a little bit yeah. and, you know, then you just binge everything, <clears throat> yeah. everything in the pantry. Yeah. So, um, this has been a kind of a common topic and it's something, something I've been discussing in my writings, but mm -hmm. for so many people, what ends up happening is uh, we know that this is a math equation. Like you have to decrease, uh, you have to consume less than you are outputting if you mm -hmm. want to lose weight. Right. Right. But what ends up, ends up happening is because we, when we first start the journey, our output's pretty dang low. Yeah. Like, um, we're not, we're, we don't have necessarily the schedule structure to go and work out like hours a week. And then in those individual workouts, like just from a fitness standpoint, but also like a, like effort standpoint, like we're not quite used to like putting in the effort that would be required to like have a high caloric right. burn workout. Like as I'd like to point out to people is like, go, go bike a hundred calories on the echo bike. And then, Oh my God, <laughs> no, <laughs> to, to report back to me. Right. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> And so what ends up happening is we use the then the other side of the equation, which is how can I eat less? Well, I want to lose this as fast as possible. How can I eat the lowest calories possible? Right. And we drive we drop ourselves to like some crazy low number. It was bad. Which I tend to tell people like, if you want like a really pretty solid basement level of calories, you should probably consume. It's going to be around your body weight times ten. Mm -hmm. If 
you have, if you're a pretty high body fat level, we can kind of go lean body mass times 10. So let's say at 270 pounds, like 2,700 calories might be a little bit high, but let's say you're like your lean body mass was, I don't know, 200, 210 or yeah. something like that. Like our bottom level would be like two twenty one hundred calories. Yeah. But you're eating like 700 calories less than that. Yeah. So the indoor- trying to walk more and yeah. actually do some cardio and everything. So what ends up happening is like um, your body responds to this in one of two ways and usually both ways. When you're consuming such a low caloric amount, you actually decrease activity mm-hmm. most of the time unconsciously. Or subconsciously. Yeah. You just, you just do less. Lay around. You're tired. Yeah. You don't have the energy, so you do less. Or, and or then you and your body's like, screw this, dude. Get, some, get us some daggum calories. And so then you have the binge. Mm-hmm. And so what ends up happening is like, if you've been in a 500-calorie deficit for six days and you're doing great, but then you hit a you have an emotional kind of trigger point and yeah. you go eat 3,000 calories of Mexican that night. You basically Easy. undid six days of caloric right. deficit. Right. And it was bad. And I, I would, I was tracking my insulin as mm. well at that point, because that was one of the main things that I wanted to, I was, I was Were you pre- giving yourself insulin. No, 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 no. I was just taking my blood sugar. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I was blood taking, sugar. I was like, yeah, okay, sorry. Got it. I was tracking my blood sugar and I, it was just crazy because I mean, and all the, the diets these days, they're all just fat. Like essentially yeah. like you just, you can't hop onto the next bandwagon and females that's all they want. Like they want to look a certain way. And so when I was 270 pounds, um, I dropped down to about like 1400 calories and would binge eat like two times a week probably. And, um, so I had lost before I came here, I had lost like 30 something pounds. Are you something? still doing that 1,400 calorie? No, so you got to like, screw this. I'm, yeah, okay. no. <laughs> no, it was wild because I had lost like 30-something pounds. And I think when I was 270 pounds, I was, I think my body fat percentage was like 49. Okay. Like 49, 50%. And I was like, wow, I'm half. I'm, <laughs> I am half fat. Right. Like, I think that was one of the triggers too. I was like, that's a lot of fat. Yeah. And so um, when I started here, I was 236, I think. And I was... Um, I think I was like a hundred and I don't remember the, the specifics, but so I think so you said you were two thirty. Oh, you're, you're asking when I what started you, yeah, when, 236 I started, when you first started, yes. you're trying to figure out what your, what your body fat percentage I was. I think, yeah, I think it was 30, 37, I think. So, so lost 35 pounds and whatever that is, 13% body fat. Yeah. So. And I think, now, so when I first started, um, Jesse was like, hey, let's just try like very broad, which is fantastic because yeah. I have a tendency to like go a, a thousand percent oh, and then yeah, yeah. I'm done like yeah. a, a month later. I'm like, right. okay, I'm good. You know, like I'll totally burn out. And yeah. so she was like, oh, let's do this. Let's, let's, uh, super vague. And so we started doing like a little bit of the, you know, oh, four ounces of chicken and like very like vegetables, all that kind of stuff. What made you decide like, I need some nutrition coaching. Like, obviously, I have no idea what to do. Like, obviously, you reached out and said, okay, I've kind of hit a plateau. I need yeah. some help. You, Cheyenne said, hey, come talk to us. Yeah, honestly, um, I, in February, when I met with Hoppy, um, okay. I kind of told him my little, you know, story. snippet of my yeah. story. And he was like, yeah. So, so, and I said, I have no idea what to do, what to yeah. eat. Yeah. I don't know what to eat. I don't know how to move. Yeah. Help. Yeah. And he was like, 
great. I, gotcha. I know someone. Yeah. And I was like, awesome. And so I met with Jesse like two days later. Very cool. That's awesome. Okay. So she actually got me um, on the right track. Very cool. Honestly. So, um, so you got me like, hey, I went as far as I can on my own, which, mm-hmm. um, I mean, one, that's a testament, like you're able to, to make a, a really um, big jump. Just yeah. kind of like starting something. I mean, I think like the, the the message I would tell to people is like sometimes people go, you know what? Like, oh man, the idea of like changing my whole diet and working out three days a week or doing those burpees, like that's that's such a big jump. I can't conceptualize yeah. it. And it's just like, okay, well then make the jump you need to get halfway to be able to conceptualize. Right. You know, like then just go start going walking. And yeah. if you can start walking, then maybe running will seem like a doable step. And once you start running and that's a doable step, then maybe coming to the gym twice a week will, will seem like a, less of a big jump. Right. And then going twice a week to three is less of a big jump, so on and so forth. So Which is pretty much what my yeah. like path has yeah. actually been. Like I, I started out just getting off the couch, like yep. just doing it. And um, and then I started, I was like, okay, I'm going to start like buying groceries instead of like going out to eat all the time. Yeah. And then I was moving and buying groceries and then did everything I could. And, but I was, I had isolated myself at that point. Okay. And so I was like, I'm doing this on my own. Um, I have no, like I did have people in my corner, like my mom and dad were definitely in my corner. <laughs> yeah, you right. know, of course, love them. Shout out. Um, but I felt like I was doing this by myself. Yeah. Like I didn't have anybody else on this, on this with me. And so that's when I reached out and I was like, Hey, like help. I need yeah. some help. And Cheyenne said that. And so in February I started with Hoppy and Jesse and started out doing like two to three times. I think. Did you do kickstarts and then go into group? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Within like two weeks, like I had finished my kickstarts in like two weeks and then went straight to group. And that's pretty much all I've done yeah. is like the group. Well, that, that's the path we put a lot of people on. Yeah. It's two weeks and then you get in the group. That's, that's the structure. Fantastic. Um, so, Talk about like some of your, your big kind of, um, well, what was it like to kind of get that? That's a, a, that's a definitely a culture shock or just maybe kind of like a physical shock to go from like, I'm walking to like group classes, but talk about kind of like what that experience was like. Well, I had no idea what yeah. I was getting myself into. Like, I didn't look you guys up. I didn't <laughs> do awesome. any research. Going. I was like, I like Cheyenne. I trust Cheyenne. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. And yeah. she was like, great, sign up. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. <laughs> and so after a couple classes, someone was like, oh, yeah, CrossFit. And I was like, wait. Is that what I'm doing? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah. Or a fundamental fitness, honestly, yeah, yeah. or something. And I was like, is this literally like, did I just literally go from hiking to like CrossFit-esque classes yeah, and yeah. that that was definitely like a okay cool like I can do this like this but is I, yeah, I was gonna say like you did and I you can't do it yeah and, and so like what would you say to someone who because there are people who, who will say like oh, I can't do that CrossFit yeah stuff. yeah what would you say to them um I almost kind of laugh because I'm like these are movements that you literally use every day like yeah. honestly I <laughs> use at least one movement a day properly now um but it's it's been so cool to see like oh you know back in february um in my kickstarts i think my deadlift was like 150 yeah um and now i think i hit 315 for a couple and so it's so doubled it it's so fun to see that kind of stuff and um, you get to see yourself making objective progress yeah, yeah yeah and like i looked back i think on like some pictures or something and i was like my form was bad and but it's been it's been a big growth and 
I mean, I didn't think I could do it. I didn't know that I was even doing it. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea, but it's been so fun. I think that one of the things that just has helped you to be so successful is like you, you didn't have a whole lot of preconceived notions. You're just like, I look, I trust you guys to tell me what to do. And like, I honestly, if like the more people who would just do that, like, yeah, that's your best path to success. You, Hey, you're the expert. You tell me what to do. And like, Hey, what, yeah. if you can do that, then we will for sure get you. And I'm such an anxious results. person. Yeah. Like I have the worst social anxiety like ever. And I, I joke around and I'm like, oh, exposure therapy, you know, like you might as well just, <laughs> <Yes. laughs> just do it, yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah. been great. And, um, that's pretty much what I did. I didn't know a single person yeah. like Cheyenne was at Cordova. And yep. so I showed up to call your yeah. bill and I'm like, Hey guys, like I'm new here. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. what's your name? Yeah. But I just did it. And that's the hardest part of a fitness journey. And some people are like, Oh, it's in the kitchen. You know, like that's the hardest part is the diet or the hardest part is like, Oh, you can lift like 300 something off the ground. I'm like, well, yeah, but like, the hardest part of the entire thing is doing it on the days I don't want to. Yeah. Showing it's up just and being consistent. Showing up. Yeah. yeah. For yourself. How important has the social aspect of it been to you? Oh my goodness. Um, you have to surround yourself with like-minded people if you're going to be successful with anything. Part of the reason why I had plateaued or like wasn't getting any more success when I was doing it on my own was because I was doing it on my own. Yeah. So the social aspect I've, met so many good friends. Yeah. It's been fantastic, but that's been a huge part of my yeah. success. And it's been fun because I, I look forward to going to the classes. Um, even when, you know, I'm exhausted from work, like I show up because we've got this little, um, group chat called the barbell baddies and <laughs> we show up and we're like, you know what, you know, guys, like this is just gonna be a day I show up. Like yeah. I'm not feeling it, but we're like, yes, but you showed up. So it's been a huge and I think, um, like the company you keep makes such a such a big deal because, like, if you're the right people, you can kind of talk yourselves into doing anything. Mm -hmm. And so, like, if you're with certain people, that's gonna you're gonna talk yourselves into going and right. skipping the workout and going right. to it yeah. consume some calories. Exactly, you're the right people. Where like there is so there's five y'all whatever like if one of you guys is like no guys like come on let's go do it then everyone's like okay let's go do it yeah fine fine yeah there's okay, been I'll plenty be of reasons yeah. for um nights where my Steph out in Collier Bell mm -hmm. Steph would be like hey are you going tonight and I'm like are you going tonight yeah and she's like yeah I said okay then yeah I'm going yeah. We're, we're going so it's it's huge to have that like minded you know community to have that success and I think um like I I share with people that. For a lot of the people that come to our gym, these are the only people they engage with on a daily basis who give a shit about their health and fitness. Literally. So for a lot of times, their entire family doesn't care. Every single person they work with does not care about their health and fitness. Yeah. And so you can imagine what it's like kind of going through that every single day and then trying to go to a gym where you just put your headphones in, no one it. knows your name, yeah. no one's going to give you a high five, no one's going to tell you, hey, I'm proud of you. Right. And, um, and so, like, and in a lot of those situations, people just are it's somewhat oblivious to, like, how they stack up health and fitness-wise. You can kind of right. just look across the the look across the, the, the sea of everyone else and be like, yeah, I'm kind of, we all look yeah. the same, feel the same, like kind of speak the same, do the same stuff. Like I'm good. Right. Um, there's yeah. none of that pressure. Yeah. I would like, 
and, and I think that's um, I mean, that's something to consider, like, with our society. It's like, well, hey, look, you're looking out across the sea of, like, the least healthy people that have ever existed. Right. Like, I get it. Like, sometimes people's standards for health and fitness is, like, I'm not 500 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that is the extreme version. And, like, when we look at the average American, I think but people kind of, like, fail to realize, like, those people are incredibly unhealthy yeah. and lack a significant amount of fitness. So, like, that shouldn't be the standard that you compare yourself to. But then when, when you're, you're exposed to, like, what what a true standard of, like, health and fitness would be, right. then it can be shocking, like, oh, crap. Definitely an awakening. Oh, crap. And it can be scary. Mm-hmm. And so there can be a resistance to, like, ah, I'm a, I think I want to kind of stay in the, 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 the pain I know because that's a pain I don't know. Right. And that looks crazy. So hence why it's important to have like a group of people. Yes. It's just like, Hey, we're not crazy. We're actually really fun. And right. we'd love to have you part of our community. Well, and they're just, they're normal people. Yeah. Like when people say <laughs> like, you know, um, you know, how I've got a personal trainer or, you know, I do like, you know, CrossFit type of yeah. workouts. They think, you know, monster people, but I'm like, no, like it's, it's literally people just like me yeah, that are there. It's so. people of all walks of life, all ages, but the, the, the thing, the commonality they have is that they've said, like, this is important to me, and I know that I can't flourish if, if, if my physical well-being isn't taken care of. Right. So I'm going to make the commitment. And to everyone's going to get a workout. Everyone's yeah. going to get a good workout. And that's what the level, what, I love the level method because that's what it is. And I'm like, I don't, it, whether you're just now starting or you've been doing this for like six, seven years, yeah. everyone's going to be dead by the end. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, and so maybe share a little bit about that, like, um, how, how has the level met method like impacted your progress? Um, it has given me that pressure that mm-hmm. I had basically back in soccer. Yeah. Like I, I had to win. Okay. Like I had to win the game, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah. And so the level method itself, I think I started out in like orange or mm-hmm. something, which I was just excited not to start out in yellow. Yeah. yeah. Being honest, I was like, yes, I'm in orange. Um, I was consistently doing like the orange uh, workouts. And so then I popped up to blue and like now I'm doing some purples here hey, and there. And so like, yeah. I'm so excited and it's given me that thing to look forward to yeah. like that. Um, not like the pressure, I guess, but just something to work for. It's improvement. You can see yeah. your improvement. Literally. It's a making, it's make, it's turning fitness. Uh, it's making fitness objective. Yeah. Um, which I mean, the reality is it's like, okay, how, how long do I need to exercise? It's like, well, now till you die. <laughs> so we better come up as with as long a, as you can. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 uh, we better come up with a a method and a pathway that allows you to continue to make progress right. and enjoy that process and 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 and, and see a roadmap of yes. like here's where I was, here's where I am now, and that's where I want to go. And then like you're gonna travel that path a much longer period of time, right? And you, and you feel like you have control over that path. It's not singularly, it's not, there's not a single metric like the scale. Cause like, right. here's the deal is like the scale at some point hits a, a bottom number. Like it can't infinitely go down. I started gaining weight <laughs> yeah. in this because Jesse started me out on, I think like I was doing like 1700 calories and then I was like, Jesse, I'm getting kind of hungry yeah. like during the day. And this was like just a couple months ago. Yeah. And she was like, okay, well, let's like up your calories. And like the scale started going up, but my body fat percentage was going down and I was gaining more muscle. And so that's when I realized, okay, like the scale is not something 
you know, to actually track your like physical health, I guess, or right, like just right. wellness, you yeah, know, yeah. the scale is not a good number for that because as I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh my gosh, it says I gained two pounds, yeah, but yeah. I gained two pounds of muscle right. in like, you know, a month and a half. And yeah. so that, that's scale is definitely not, but the level method, the fact that like, oh, okay, well it says I gained two pounds, but like I just jumped a level, you know, right. like that's really cool to see. Well, then that's why we can objectively say like you're getting better because if we're kind of like laying it all out there, it's like, well, the goal is to gain muscle, yeah, lose body fat, and move across that board. Right. Well, you did that. Yeah. You gained muscle, you lost body fat percentage, and you went across that board. <laughs> and that's the importance of having, like, a multitude of metrics that you can track. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think um, for people who are just kind of doing, like, the your, your, your typical fitness routines, like, that, like, like they, maybe they're in the routine of, like, I go walking every night, or I... I you know, I, I go to the gym and I do my my routine. Mm-hmm. Um, they're missing out on like progress, right? Because they they're just doing the exact same thing they've always done. Yeah. Um, and eventually that becomes a hard that becomes somewhat hard to um, either sustain because you don't you don't get to see your progress every single right. day. Like the thing I love about the level method and the in body is like we get to see our progress every single day, right. and that, that just fuels you to be like, okay, well. And you're you're not going to grow if you're comfortable. Right. I'm being honest. Like, hence the exposure therapy. Like, yeah. you got to get out and do things that you're not comfortable with in order to actually gain some sort of like experience. First yeah. of all, but also like just grow. Well, and I think that's. I mean that. So the like the level method does a lot of great things. One, it provides an assessment, mm-hmm. and you know we ha- kind of have a joke, and amongst the the staff, uh, if people are hesitant about starting, we won't say like, do they do they need to think they're fit or do they need to think they're unfit? Right. Meaning, some people are so hesitant to start because they're like, I can't do this Not yet. And so Not like yet. we're like, what we like the Kickstarter is a great opportunity to go like, you can. Yeah. Look, hey, you thought you were going to be white and everything, and you're orange. Right. Hey, that's freaking awesome. You're only three levels up. Or, hey, you are white. That means you can do the workouts. Like you're here. Every like single day, it. there's a white workout, and you right. can do that. We showed you that you can do this. Like, so that that's one aspect of it. But the other the other aspect of it is like some people tend to go like, I'm good. I can do my I go I, I, I do my walks every day, or I go to the I won't name a gym, but I go to that commercial gym every day. And it's like, I totally get that. But like the level is level method assessment is going to show you where your strengths and where your weaknesses mm-hmm. are. And so it sounds like the, the flip joke is like, do they need to think they're unfit? They're like, Hey, look, you're doing pretty good, but this area, uh-uh. you're right. Hence why you need to do this. So yeah, you're never going to grow or get better. Um, if you don't push yourself for sure. If you're not made aware of where you stand, where you could go, mm-hmm. you know, and then are encouraged internally and externally to say, like, I want to be better. Right. You know, which I think that's what, like, human flourishing is, is, like, it's self-improvement and and then the flip, the, the, the second order impacts of that is, is improvements outside of yourself to those around you right like when you get better you can help other people get better yes so, um 
What are you most proud of accomplishing since since you joined? Like, what's uh, what's some things that stand out? All my non-scale victories, like my insulin or my blood sugar yeah. leveling out, and my resting heart rate went from because I guess my watch takes it went from almost eighty beats per minute to down to sixty four in eight eight months. And that's bonkers. bonkers. I mean. I mean, resting heart rates is such a, well, it's, it's two things. One, it's a really great measurement tool for, like, your cardiovascular fitness. Yeah. So it's like, with, with cardiovascular disease being like basically the major killer of people in, in the United right. States, it's like, if your resting heart rate's up there, like, that's that's not good. You, like, you, I remember taking it even back in college, like, when I had my, like, medical um, classes. And they're like, oh, let's take your resting heart rate. And I'm like, why is mine so, why is mine so high? Yeah, yeah. Like. 80 beats per minute. Everyone's like, oh, 70, 70. And I'm like, it's like 83. Yeah. <laughs> Am I doing this right? But um, I even took it again the other day and I'm like, 64. Right. And it's solid. Well, it's like, it's a, it's, it is a great measurement tool of your cardiovascular fitness. So yeah. obviously you've improved so much. I mean, there, I, don't get me wrong. There's a genetic component to it. Yes. But also, it's also a great um, measurement tool of your, um, of your stress levels. Right. Oh, true. That is true. I have been working on that. So if if you tend to, like if you tend to be a anxious person all the time, mm-hmm. you're probably going to have a pretty high resting heart heart rate. But it, at, and you can see like at, from your not just your physical development, but like your emotional mental development as well. It's like yeah, like my your body is in less of a anxious state it's all like the time. It's calmed down. Yeah, which there's so many amazing health benefits that occur from that uh, right and, but we can measure that in in a resting heart rate so right. what other uh, um things stick out in your mind um i'm off all medications now that's huge yeah so i was taking like six pills a day for about a decade and i'm not taking any what okay so when you one or talk to me about that with regards to like your relationship with your doctor and like how that went that was your what did you go to the doctor shocked. and they're like, hey, you don't need to take this anymore? Or were you like, I don't think I need to take this anymore? And they were like, eh. Like, how did all that happen? Um, my last appointment was actually back in like June okay. or Ju- July, maybe. Yeah. And um, I told her, I'm like, yeah, I've actually like, you know, lost some weight. And at that point, I had lost a lot of weight. She, I mean, they take your weight and I'm sure she yeah, can see you. Was yeah. She not, and like, she, well, I had, she was like, she's not like new, new. But like, she looked at my chart and she looked at me and she was like, oh my gosh, you're right. What'd you do? And I was like, I go to NBS. I'm like, I yeah. do CrossFit like classes. And yeah. she was like, oh, how do you like it? And she asked me all about it and all that kind of stuff. And she actually said there's been a lot of improvement with um, women who are doing weight training when it comes to PCOS. And yeah. so she was totally on board with it. So she asked me, do you think you need this medication? And I said, no. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I said, no, I think I'm good. And she was like, great. That's, That's fantastic. Huge. So she was very receptive to all of that, which That's is great. super cool. But, and I haven't had, uh, like I'm continuing to test like my blood sugar and everything. And I still, I don't need, I don't feel the need to ever have it anymore. Actually. Does, does your blood, what does spike your blood sugar? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming if you go drink a Coke, it would probably spike your blood sugar. But. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just sugary foods, sugary honestly. Foods, yeah. yeah. Which, do you wear a, do you wear a GCM or are you like finger pricking? No, I'm finger pricking. Okay, just like a Walmart test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you just, just, I mean, just how often do you own. do that? How what? How often do you do? You um, check I blood do sugar? it like 
I don't do it that often anymore, okay. honestly. But at first, probably like figured out what. You yeah, kinda know what yeah, I kind of and like I, I can feel it too now, yeah, which yeah. is kind of odd. But um, I found when I was eating those super low calories, um, and my blood sugar would drop. That's when I would want to binge. Yeah, and yeah. so even starting out from the beginning, um, I was doing three meals a day, yep. and that still my blood sugar was dropping in between. Yeah. So we went to five, and so. Three meals a day and two snacks yeah. in between, and I have no cravings. That's huge. I don't have the urge to binge or anything like that, and so I learned that like, like in a couple months in, I was like, Jesse, I'm, I'm kind of doing this. Like, she was like, okay, let's try this. And I was like, okay, yeah. great, and like it was perfect. Like, I think like uh, one of our v- values as a company is, is like metric driven. Like mm-hmm. we make our decisions based off of metrics, and um, and so that business wise, but also like it comes to like. Um, like client goal wise. Mm-hmm. And so what sounds kind of it's a big ass to ask most clients to check their blood sugar. So that's not something we typically do. But what I, what I, what I get from that is like two things. One, there is no one size fits all diet. So like right. the thing is it's like if you're like, well I'm gonna try this, I'm like, it's that is not the solution. If there was, we it, we would all do it and it would just be easy peasy right? right but everyone's body responds differently and so we the, the more data we have right the more intelligent decisions we can make and see like well what happens when we make this change oh that that we saw this that number change mm-hmm. okay cool we know that worked well and then then we can find ourselves like the perfect nutritional plan or training plan that works for you right which is that's i, I think that's awesome i also like like, um, it's interesting to me to think about like how our medical, and you're obviously in the, in the medical world, but mm-hmm. like, but you know, uh, somewhat of a flip side, cause you guys do prescribe med- uh, movement as medication. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, most of the data we know is that like exercise and proper nutrition is a better medication yeah. is a better solution to most health and fitness or most health problems, I'm, and obviously fitness problems, but most health pro- problems versus a pharmaceutical medication. Right. So right now, my one doctor visit a year is like to do my labs. And yeah. then I see where it's at. And then I kind of go on from there. So I just did some labs. Um, and everything everything looked great. Like my vitamin D was kind of low. And so I'm trying to change things around for that. But I mean, that's an easy fix. Literally. D. <laughs> yeah, literally. But everything else looked fantastic. And so, whereas like two years ago, it was not. And yeah. like I was getting liver scans and all that kind of stuff. So what are all they, ch- I mean, so beyond like your traditional uh, CBC and like cholesterol, like are they te- testing anything specific from a PCOS standpoint? Um, thyroid okay. stuff. Um, other lots of letters that I okay. don't understand. Did they put you on any, like thyroxin or any type of like th- thyroid medication? No. Okay, so you no. never got on that. No, never got on that. Um, but they're they're very like my thyroid levels. It runs in my family, so like thyroid yeah. cancer and that kind of stuff like actually runs in my family. And so those got kind of up there. Yeah. Um, a couple years ago, those were a little iffy. Um, I had a very fatty liver mm. at one point. Um, they did like an ultrasound on that, and um, I haven't done another ultrasound yet. I kind of don't want to, but. Um, as far as everything else though, there was some, like my iron was just a little bit low and my vitamin D was low, but everything else looked great. And it was hormone levels, thyroid, um, the liver enzymes, liver enzymes were good. good. They were good. Yeah. Yep. They were very high a couple of years ago, yeah. but they were good. Um, 
and uh, then your traditional CBC. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I, again, it's just another like uh, observation that like, hey, you want to turn these numbers around? Exercise, like, exercise and proper nutrition. Right. Like treating your body the way it's meant to be treated and, and, and letting it do what it's meant to do. Right. Is, is going to respond properly to that. And I never started this time, like yeah. to, you know, to look, a, look yep. a certain way, you know, like some people are like, Oh, I just want to look like this. And honestly, because I started out saying like, no, I'm just going to take care of myself. Like I'm not doing this to become a size 12. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not doing this to fit into a certain dress or anything. Like I decided like, no, I'm just going to take care of myself. I'm um, going to choose myself. I said, 2022 is about me Yeah, and we're going to do this. And that's when, I mean, just eating right and exercising and focusing on different aspects of wellness, you know, the weight has fallen off. Why do you think, from a female's perspective, why is the scale or the uh, physique aspect such a driving force? I mean, social media doesn't help. Yeah. If I'm being honest. Um, Instagram, everything is image-based yeah. these days, visual-based. Um Everyone wants to look a certain way. And so everybody's influencers are like, you know, Kim Kardashian or, you know, those types of, you know, skinny. They want to look a certain way, but they're obviously been on under the knife. Let me say this as a male. That Kim Kardashian's a hundred percent undateable. <laughs> 100%. She's the last person I would want to spend any time in a room solo with. Regardless of how she looks. <laughs> her, her, her personality is one in which it completely distracts from her physical looks. So, I mean, that's kind of like my message to like, like young men. I was like, hey, look, it's not girls that look good. You yeah, don't want to spend more than two seconds in this right. in the room with them. You gotta focus on other things <laughs> so like, like, like the physical aspect of of how you know. I mean, just the way someone looks. There's way more to that person, and that's what people idolize these days is literally how you look yeah. and you know physique. Which there is, it does have its place. Like there are you know those um, bodybuilder you know that kind of stuff. But it's just it's definitely an idol in everyone's life right now i think especially because of you know everything is so digitalized what's the message i mean like what's the message that 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 turns uh a woman away from that desire and and towards focusing on health and or it's focusing on from like the health fitness wellness standpoint because like i'm not telling people like hey look there's aspects of your physique you control. There's aspects you can't. But form follows function. So mm-hmm. if you want to look like someone who exercises, or like if you want to look like someone who's exercised for five to ten years, guess what you do? Right. You exercise and eat right for five to ten years. You'll look like it. It's, right. It's, so like how do you, what's the message, that, what's the impactful message that makes someone shift away from just the physique aspect? I mean, you just have to love yourself. And as cheesy as that sounds, yeah you're going to be the only one in your corner for your entire life. Like people come and go. Um, You're going to have people that are there for a long time, but you're the only person that is going to be in your corner. And so you have to take care of that person. And that's what turned, honestly, that's what turned me away from it all. Because once I started actually like paying attention to myself, 
that's when I decided, okay, I need to actually take care of myself in all aspects. I didn't think about it. It's just like the physique goal is centered around other people. Yeah. You know, it's like I want to be attractive to other people mm-hmm. versus saying like, no, like I love myself. And so I'm focused on this is for me. Right. I'm doing this for myself, not for others. Right. Because I have no control over like how someone else perceives me. Exactly. I don't want to control how I perceive myself. So that, that made, I mean, maybe that's the impactful message. Exactly. I mean, you can't do this for anybody else. If it's going to stick, you have to do it for yourself. Because um, like I said, people come and go. Like events, if you do this, like, you know, for your wedding, like the wedding's going to pass. Yeah. And now what? You know? So you've got to, you got to be there for yourself. And I've yourself actually up. suggested the opposite approach. When I got married, <laughs> my joke was like, I'm trying to put on as much weight as I can for my marriage. <laughs> so that in 20 years when people see my wedding photos, like, you look great. You look Dave. great. <laughs> yeah, literally. It's like, I was like, don't, don't like for that one day that's like stuck in time and everyone's comparing it yeah. to that. <laughs> you remember when I was that small? It's <laughs> like, that's a terrible strategy. Uh, well, okay, so. Obviously, this has been like a, a very like transformational year f- for you. Yeah. At the beginning of this year, you probably wouldn't have had the same goals as you do now because now you've got a like a new window into the future. So like, what are your goals? Like, what's the next thing you want to accomplish? Um, right now, it's moving up on the level method. Yeah. Well, yeah <laughs> really? No. Like, well, like, like what specific? Like, what 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 are the things you're targeting? Like, this is the thing I can do next. Um, I need to work on my push-ups. Okay. Yeah. I can do five. Yep. Okay. Like you my have to get to what? Seven or I 10? So. Seven. Okay. No, no, no. I think it's 10. Okay. I think it's 10. So I can do five really good push ups, but then I'm out. I'm not. So I really, and I haven't done a pull up yet. I really need to do a pull up. You'll get there. I know. I know I will. I know I will. But um, right now, my goal is it's upper body stuff. Okay. Because I. What are your, what are your, what are the levels that you're the highest in? Um, I'm, I'm black and rowing. Which is very random. Got good power output. And um, I'm red in my front squat. Nice. Very strong lower um, body. What else? My deadlift is red. Does that blow your freaking mind that you started off at yellow <laughs> and then within a year went... I mean, so let me just... For anyone who doesn't know what the level <laughs> method is, it's basically a martial arts belt, belt system. So it goes... There's 32 levels, and then the colors are white, yellow, orange, blue, purple, brown, black, red. Yep. So there's eight total colors. So you came in at level three mm-hmm. on that eight level chart. Yep. At yellow. And within a year jumped five levels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's been that's been fun, honestly. Um, but a lot of it, I think when I first started, I think I could have done a whole lot more. Yeah. Like a lot of it yeah, is yeah, yeah, is yeah. is a mind thing. Yeah. Like you just Well, if I on day one I was like if day one we were like, we're gonna put two hundred on the bar, you'd be like if you've never lived to 200, that sounds like heavy as shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, I can't do that. But now I'm like, it's just me, you know? Like, yeah. I think I'm at 207 now. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, I'm just lifting myself. Like, yeah. So that's fine. That's what it is. Um, but I think those are my highest right now. It's rowing, my front squat, um, my deadlift, and weightlifting is purple. Um, and then a lot of others are orange and yellow. Gotcha. So trying to prove some, like, the, uh, the upper body. Yeah. I want to level out. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like really good in some yeah. and then like really not in others. 
Well, I'll say not good. I'm just not as strong. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I find that like everyone's ten, like naturally kind of gifted in usually one of these areas. Yeah. So um, some people like will kill the running stuff. They'll be very good at the cardio. Some people just freaking Gumby and they can just do all the <laughs> flexibility stuff. Yeah. I'm not that human. <laughs> Me neither. Um, some people are very power oriented, so they do great at the uh, the weightlifting right. stuff. And some people are, are very strength oriented, so they can go to the strength stuff. Some people have great body weight control and they can do the pull-ups and the push-ups. And so right. like, um, what you find is like that first year is like you start, you yeah. get uneven, basically. Which I very much am. Yeah, because yeah. your body, like the thing that you're naturally gifted at is, is the thing that you kind of respond and, and grow the quickest at. Right. And then we go, okay, well, I, I, I'm trying to even out here. I, I, it's going to take a little bit more. It took X effort to get to this on this thing I'm good at. Right. It's going to take X plus some to get to the, yeah. that level in this thing I'm not great at. So then what ends up t- happening is like you kind of get uneven <laughs> mm-hmm. and then slowly as time. Move it back in. Because I think my just, overall level right now is still yellow. Yeah. Because you have the, just the one thing yeah. that's that's your, your lower level. Yeah. Push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I, I just can't remember what the, I don't have the whole thing memorized. What? But <laughs> it's a lot. Um, <laughs> but, but I think that the, the, the cool thing about that is like, you know, now what you need to do. Yeah. Like you have it, you can, you can say I have a health and fitness goal. Right. Uh, that. Which I just did double unders. I did 20 double unders in a row. Dang. The other day. That's awesome. I just, I can't believe I did that because I was like, I'm just, and I couldn't stop. So I had no idea what to stop because I didn't want to get whipped afterwards. Yeah. So I just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know if you've heard, ever heard my story, but like I was a power lifter for a long time and also got pretty heavy and then like went into to CrossFit. It was pre-level method. Right. Of course I was good at the strength stuff. but got my ass handed to me and everything else. And like Angie showed me a video of like, me with probably in month one, yeah. like attempting double unders and just like killing myself, like whipping myself in the face and the butt, like all the time. And um, I think it took me about a year to like get to where I could do consistent double unders. Yeah. And then um, it just kind of slowly got better at them. And so I think I've been doing it for six years now, like 22, 2017 coming up on six years i might have five and a half half years but what's what occurs is like someone who's new will come in and you know hoppy or one of us will be doing double unders and they're like oh my gosh you're so good at that and they see this gap it's an interesting concept called the gap in the game Mm -hmm. and we tend to kind of focus on the gap the gap between where i am and this thing i want to be or someone else or whatever right and um and like what I have to try, I'll try to remind that person. I was like, hey, we all had a first week in the gym. We've all had a first month in the gym. Every single person that you're like, man, that person's great at double numbers. Suck at them. Yeah. No one picks up a double jump rope and does double numbers amazing the first time. So it like, um, and then even internally, I'm like, God, I just can't seem to like. I can't do a hundred times or whatever. Right. But then, like, then that's focusing on the gap. 
Yeah. And instead of focusing on the game, it's like, man, six years ago, you didn't even do one double. So, <laughs> how far you've come. Right now, I think my motto is like, my my goal is progress, not yeah. perfection. Right love now. Because I am a self proclaimed perfectionist. You know, like, I, it's just 1% every day. Yeah. 1% more. What, um, so you've got obviously some performance based goals in the, that can be tracked in the gym, but maybe what's something like outside the gym that like your new your new fitness levels have like made you go i think i could go do that too oh my gosh i went rock climbing the other day i hate heights <laughs> so you go to um uh high point high point yeah gosh i hate heights so did you much. do the did you do like one of the high walls the 30 foot walls i didn't do the I don't know. I mean, I did, you, know. did you I go? I mean, I mean, did you go into the room where you're like, holy yes. shit, that's yeah. high? So okay. my, my brother is really big into rock climbing okay. right now, and he was like, hey, you want to go? And I was like, no, but yes, you know, like yeah. I, I, I hate so yeah. much. But he actually was like, I'm actually since you started doing like the weightlifting stuff, I kind of want to see where your grit's at and all uh, this. Which yeah. I was like, well, okay, now you've got me curious, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I want to know where my grip's yeah, and it, it was so fun. But I mean, I never, I never would have said yes to that unless I, every single class I go to is just like, I get this pre-workout anxiety when I'm like, okay, 10 seconds. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is not, and you just do it, you're good. You know, yeah. you're, you're fine after that. And that's kind of like how it is. And that's definitely translated into my life outside the gym because I'm like, you know what, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. Just do it, it's gonna be fun. I had a blast. I definitely want to go more. Um, Will I go on the higher walls? Probably not yet, but I'm getting there. I mean, I, I was like, oh my God, this is way up there. Yeah, wow. it, was, it was wild, but I was able to do it. And like, I wasn't absolutely exhausted and like dead afterwards, you know? Yeah, and like side note, like those little pre-workout tutors don't go away ever. <sighs> Starting in 10 seconds has brings butterflies to every person. Like stomach. I think I black out of it. Like, oh God, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, no, that is screaming. That's so cool because um, I think people tend to dismiss um, what we do and kind of stuff like, yeah, like you're one of those health and fitness people. Yeah, that's not that's not me. It's like to think of it more as like kind of like a, a hobby. Yeah, that's not me. That's not for me. But um, but what what happened was exposing yourself to uh, something new, something uncomfortable, both physically and emotionally and mentally, uh, socially. Mm -hmm. it, it created a confidence in you that you were then able to apply to other things in life. Oh yeah. Which then allows you to expand your life experiences. Mm -hmm. And like, that's part of human flourishing sitting in the comfort zone of where you currently are is not the way life's meant to be lived. Right. The life should be this constant path against that friction point at the front end of it. And that's like gap in the game. It's like, it's never gonna be comfortable. Right. It's always gonna be in this discomfort level, but every once in a while we can take a break and like look behind us and go, holy crap. I just climbed a freaking rock wall, yeah. you know, and not even that. It's like physically, I was able to climb a rock wall. That's really cool. Yeah, I would not have been able to do that a year ago. And then At mentally, all. I was able to climb a rock wall, yeah. you know. <laughs> and then it was like, what other areas do those then get applied to? Well, 
it's like every every little step up that mountain gives you confidence in the next step mm -hmm. up the mountain and that's how you like live a great life and, and be able to look back like yeah it was a great life right um is by like constantly being in that little uh, I, I, this is uncomfortable but i have no idea to do it and just kind of keep pushing keep pushing, keep pushing right so. it's definitely because i mean each workout is wild i feel like but i barrel through it um and i come out on the other side almost didn't that time i fractured my shin but we made it yeah and it's also it's, it's another testament to you it's like you you had a bigger picture like you had a bigger why um you, and you can kind of think of if you had like a if you had a, a less sound foundation of like why you were doing this right. then like a little an entry can throw you off track and say yeah. oh the, that didn't like worth that it. yeah, yeah. Uh, i'm not i don't want to do this but like because you had a bigger why you were like eh, get injured sucks I call them boo-boos. If you call them boo-boos, then, then um, <laughs> it kind of takes the power of the injury away. Yeah. Uh, like one of our clients, Nick, what did he say? He had a sprained ankle. He was like, dude, I had this sprained ankle. I go, you got a boo-boo. <laughs> like, it's like, you're not in the hospital. Mm -hmm. You're not in the hospital, you got boo-boo. I understand it hurt a lot. Yeah. But like, you can train with boo-boos. Right. You can. You can train with boo-boos. <laughs> you can train with boo-boos. I think that's where a lot of my upper body um, progress came from. Right, it's like, I can't use this leg. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you you had a bigger why which sent you back. Right. It didn't, it didn't keep you out. Right. Because, I mean, I wasn't doing it to, you know, to look a certain way or anything. I was doing it for myself. And I'm like, I want that. So, yeah. I love it. All right, final piece. Uh, what's advice you would um, give to someone who was maybe kind of in a similar situation as you? They're, they're kind of maybe struggling a little bit. Um, in a relationship, or they're they're struggling a little bit with their, their body image, or um, they're just they, they recently got like a medical diagnosis. What would you say to someone who's kind of sitting in a in a little bit dark spot right now? Um, one, you're not alone. Um, there's tons of people out there that aren't speaking up right now that are probably in that really dark dark place. But Two, you just, you have to just do it and you have to do it for yourself. I mean, it's not gonna stick if you don't do it for yourself, uh, but there are plenty of people who, if they're not there now, like they've been there. I don't know a single person that hasn't had some sort of mountain to climb in their life. And the best advice you can get is from somebody who's, who's been there. Um, like don't go to somebody, like a peer, who's in there with you right now. Yeah. Like you're gonna have to go to somebody who's, who's made it out. Yeah. Most of the time, um, for me, it was it was you know NBS. Like yeah. I, I made it to other people. They're all struggling with me, you know. Yeah. So you just you have to choose yourself and just reach out and get that help um, and invest in yourself. I love it, Ally. Thanks for coming on the, the podcast. That was great. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, y'all. NBS Fitness Radio out. How awesome is that? I absolutely love Ally's story, and I cannot wait to see her continued transformation. My biggest takeaway from today's podcast was just having a, a strong and powerful why that's, that's bigger than the stupid scale or how you look. Having a why that's that's internal and deep and is really, how is this gonna improve you as a person and make you better and improve your life? Um, 
that's what we need to continue to kind of walk up that mountain um, and stay consistent with it. And along those lines, like if you're in a dark spot, if you um, are currently in a spot where you don't feel like you're making progress or maybe, maybe you're having, you're going backtracking down that mountain. That's what we're here for. We want you to reach out to us. We want to have a conversation with you, learn about your goals, learn about your struggles, and we want to help you. That's what we live for is helping people on their health and fitness journeys. The way that we can do that is simple. You just go to our website, click this, uh, click the button that says free, no sweat intro, fill out the form and schedule the time. We'll sit down, talk to you and come up with a plan that's actually going to help you become a better person uh, and get results just like Allie. We would love to have a conversation with you. So reach out. Thank you for listening to NBS Fitness Radio. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to share it with your friends, follow us on social media, and check out our website at www.nbsfitness.net. Hit the subscribe button and tune in next time for more NBS Fitness Radio.